Hello, everybody. Welcome to Three Point Perspective, the uh, podcast about illustration, how to do it, how to make a living at it, and how to make an impact in the world with your art. I'm Jake Parker. I'm Lee White. And I'm Will Terry. All three of us are professional illustrators, and for the past 25 years, we've worked with just about every major publisher and publication in the business. We've all together published somewhere around 50 books, and we've all taught illustration at the university level. That's right. Each week, we're going to tackle a subject relating to illustration from our three perspectives. Uh, Sometimes we're going to agree. Sometimes we're going to argue. But every time, you're going to learn something new. Sounds good, you guys. So I want to ask you, what? how's your current projects going? Can I just say that people, before I talk about that, people keep telling me that we don't argue enough. I know. We do agree too much. Maybe we need we to have an episode where we just argue. But it, it, to be honest, like it does say sometimes we argue, not every time we argue. True. It's, I totally agree with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> we never argue. We're going to um, start arguing. That's going to be my topic. I'm serious. I'm going to try to come up with things that I think you'll disagree with. Well, maybe we'll disagree this time. Yeah. Because it's I'll, all about I'll, October. I'll look to be disagreeable. How about that? Sounds good. It's not as far stretch. <laughs> so... What what have you been working on, Lee? How's your project going? Uh, my project is going good. I'm doing some fun little promos for my agent uh, and doing some little one-offs while we are shopping a book around right now, which is very, very exciting. You know, after you toil by yourself for months and months on a story and dummy it up and change things and then dummy it up again and, and rewrite all these passages, at some point you got to hand it off. And that's the point we're at now where my agent has sent a new dummy to about 20 very, very specific publishers, and um, it's just going through through that whole process right now. They're looking at it and giving feedback, and it's just super exciting. Sounds cool. Awesome. That's great. How about you, Will? I uh, just turned in the second round of sketches for Bonaparte Falls Apart, the sequel, and uh, so waiting to hear back on those, and there you go. Cool. I, I've been super busy, A, with Inktober, who knew how busy this project could become? <laughs> Maybe I'll get into details of that later. But this year I got several sponsors for Inktober. And so uh, that just comes with more administrative work and emails and back and forth and reading contracts and making sure I'm delivering on what was contracted out and things like that. But outside of that, I shipped the Kickstarter books for Skyheart. And the pre-orders as well. And then I went to New York and met with editors about um, see if anybody wanted to work with me on future projects. So that was good to, to do meetings for that. Anything come from it, you think? Um, if anything, you know, whether we actually get a book deal or not, it was just great to meet with these people and solidify relationships with them and and make better friends with them and things like that. So it helps if you just demand a contract right when you meet with them. Oh yeah, that's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> let's argue. Let's argue about that. <laughs> How you doing, Jake? Where's my contract? I want. I can't tell you anything about this until you give me some cash. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Uh, okay, so let's let's move into the topic. Actually, before that, um, I just want to remind people about svslearn.com, the um, the the website, the teaching website that I'm really murdering this. The illustration oh, wow. teaching <laughs> website. Lee, you want to take over? What is svslearn.com? svslearn.com is a and planned on it. I'll butcher it it's too. An it's an online <laughs> illustration school for there you go. everyone. And it is a sponsor <laughs> of Inktober in some respects this yeah. month, right? Yep. Sponsor of Inktober. And, and you it know, is... I was going through your inking class today and I'm I'm blown away by what you did in there. Oh really? Yeah. It's it's what, very, really good what stuff. What exactly blew you away? I like the fact that we're, we're we're all trying to do this now. We're breaking down our classes into smaller vi- video segments, mm-hmm. and I think that you know, I mean, our students told us, uh, kind of in the beginning when we were dumping these big videos, they're like, "Look, when we go back to the class, we can't find that little segment you were where you were showing this or talking about this," and now they're broken down. I think your class has got like what forty or fifty videos in it. Yeah, yeah, it's about four hours long, the How to Ink 2.0 class. I, I'm pretty proud of that class, too, so I'm glad that you appreciate it. Thank I appreciate you, it, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so if you like this podcast, you like what we talk about here, and you want to improve your skills as an illustrator, um, whether it's drawing or painting, digital painting, inking, um, light and shadow, any 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 of these things, we have a class for you on svslearn.com. So check it out. All right. Today, I want to talk about Inktober and more specifically how a 30-day drawing challenge can help you as an artist, as even as maybe not even an artist, but as a creative person, help you be more creative and help improve um, that aspect of of your life. So... First, you guys, have you ever done a 30-day challenge or a drawing challenge? Yes. Mm, Yes. What was it? I did the hashtag draw 50 things. Now, it's not specifically billed as a 30-day challenge. However, it takes a lot of people about that amount of time. Mm. It can definitely be done in a shorter amount of time. But again, um, it's a pretty beefy challenge and then there's a class that goes along with that the hashtag draw 50 things which is basically a design challenge and um so yeah i've done that one okay and lee what about you i did and it's similar i took a um a class digital painting class when i was at art center and we had a 14 week project where you had to do a basically a digital landscape painting every day and so you had 14 weeks worth of painting seven days a week wow it was awesome. It was really cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I guess uh, just to just to clarify what a drawing challenge is or an art challenge is, it's where you where you do something either daily or you have an in project that you that you want to accomplish in a certain amount of time, right? And for Inktober, it's a draw and ink drawing every single day. For the month of October for 31 days. Um, now, that doesn't mean you can't do it outside of the month of October, but everybody who participates in October does, does the majority of them do it in the month of October. And it's just cool to be there and to be a part of that community and doing it while people 
while other people are doing it and seeing what they're doing and, and feeding off of their energy. Um, but for the most part, a, a drawing challenge is to take something that you want to learn, something that you want to get better, and to practice it each and every day um, throughout a 30-day period or a 50-day period, or if it's draw 50 things, Will's, Will's thing, it's to, to apply that to 50 different objects, something like that. So that's, that's a drawing challenge. And the thing that I've learned from doing Inktober for the last 10 years and doing some other drawing challenges, like the Draw 100-somethings project and, like Lee was saying, the painting thing, is, A, I've seen them improve my life as, a, um, as an illustrator um, as far as how I think creatively, how my habits are as far as creating and drawing, how I get into it, but also... Um, there's been improvement in more eyeballs on my work. Every piece that you post online gives another person a chance to see something that um, that you've done. And so I've I've increased my exposure uh, as an artist and uh, and also just improved my abilities as an artist. What about you guys? What are some of the things that you pulled from from the drawing challenges that you did? It becomes second nature. That's what I really dug about doing something every day. At first, it's really awkward, and then it's and you struggle to get into the rhythm of it. But then over time, by the end of doing 14 weeks of a painting every single day, I could fly through these things, and I could I could even mm. be having a conversation while I'm painting and not even think about it and get really close to what I want to mm. get, you know, without any effort. And so it becomes second nature. It's just kind of grinding it out, kind of like musicians do or, or, or people in sports do, where just repetitive motion and repetitive um, uh, attempts, I guess, mm-hmm. make it really ingrain a process. You run into a lot of problems, you solve it once and it's difficult, and then after that, it's pretty easy. So I don't know, it just ingrains it in you, I think. Let's say every artist has a list of 100 things on a, on a checklist they're, you're either good at them or bad at them, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, one thing might be, you know, um, drawing from memory. Another thing might be drawing from life. Another thing might be color. Another thing might be design. When I was, when I was going to school at BYU, I was really bad at design. Mm-hmm. And I decided, like... I, <laughs> In a nutshell, I almost got kicked out of the program. I mean, I was, I was led into the program on probation. And I've talked about this a lot on my YouTube channel. And that being, you know, when, the, when they posted the list, it was like a movie moment where they, you know, we all were waiting to see who was going to get into the BFA program. And finally the TA comes out and puts the list on the door. And we're all looking for our names to, to be on the list, you know, because a lot of people didn't even get on the list. And mine was at the bottom, and there was a little asterisk. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it said, and it was me and another student. And we both had provisionary, the title provisionary student. Like, what the heck does that mean? So, you know, I had to find a teacher. And, yeah, we're going we're gonna to try you out for this semester, and if you don't make it, you're, you're done. That was the best thing that ever happened to me because I was able to – ask, okay, what got me on this list? Like, what did you see? And I nailed them down and they were like, well, you know, and really it came down to like design. And I think that's one of the reasons why design has been so important to me and why I created the challenge 
and with and looking at other students that are having the same problems, I created that so that we could kind of, I mean, it's kind of like you in Inktober. Uh, I'm not going to say hashtag draw 50 things is anywhere near as big as Inktober because nobody knows about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, the people that have done it are like, wow, this is really hard. This is super hard, you know, and, and they start to identify this this is something that I'm not good at. And the more you do something that you're not good at, you can turn your weaknesses into strengths. And so I would say, and, the, and don't take this the wrong way, Jake, but if you're already mm-hmm. like really good at inking, you mm-hmm. you might actually, you might be able to spend your time better than doing Inktober. You know? I mean, it's it's quite possible that... that is, that your, is that your phone? I silence my phone. It's my stinking iPad because they're hooked together. <laughs> technology right there (laughs) (laughs) were you telling me that i'm wasting my time doing october exactly that's what i was telling you (laughs) can i can i do it can i do a shameless plug for my hashtag which is hashtag slovember Mm -hmm. that is the opposite of inktober where you're doing it something every single day for november you slow down and just do one painting and that's also a different level of Difficulty. What we're talking about is basically challenging yourself in different ways, right? That's the beginning of Inktober. That's where it right. came from, right? Um, you know, so you do all these fast things, and you know, some of them are going to be good, and some of them are going to be bad. And then, what do you do after that? And I always like to advocate for slowing down and trying to finish something because I don't know if you guys have noticed this with your students, illustration students, but people can get paintings to about seventy-five to eighty percent pretty quickly mm-hmm. and fairly competently. And that last 20%, man, a lot of people fall down. Yep. Mm. And that's really what draw, draw 50 Things is similar to that. It's more specific, but it's along the same realm of you spend a lot of time. in. And in, in one, one of the problems I see with people that do Inktober, I see a lot of people doing it really, really well. And, and you know, and fitting this and, and taking their time and, and, and designing really nice images. I see other people that are like, it looks like they're trying to just get all 30 days in. Right. And and mm. if you're, I would, I don't know how, you, you guys can disagree with me on this, but I, I feel like if, I feel like you should have a vision for that competition for Inktober. And your vision should be, you know, how to do this thing that will help you improve the most. If you're just trying to get one done so you can say you did one for that day, maybe it's not really helping you that much. You know, uh, if you're just roughing it out. Totally agree with that. That's my big problem with Inktober too. It's not we the hate fact Inktober, Jake. We can't stand Inktober. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. I'm about to disagree with you guys. But go ahead, Lee. <laughs> my point is with Inktober, and, and I talk about this in my classes when students are, say, are gearing up for it, and they're like, what do you got to do for Inktober? And everybody's talking and excited. I try to stamp down that excitement. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second um, no i always tell them to have some kind of goal because like will said if they're just doing it to say i did some old crappy 30 crappy drawings do not do anything for anybody yeah i always say if you're going to do 30 drawings of something whether it's ink or not i mean that's kind of the limiting factor here is ink then it needs to be specific like i'm going to learn to uh you know control my line work better or i'm going to use you know like a like a messy inking process or just some kind of thing that's specific in terms of a goal. 
versus mm-hmm. just saying, oh, I did something. I always use the analogy. I, I love sports analogies because they're so easy to, to, to kind of visualize. But the analogy of like a golfer who's just going to go, you know, go out to a driving range or, or whatever and hit just bucket of balls. If mm-hmm. they hit, if they don't change something, they can hit right. 10,000 balls and they're yep. not going to be a better golfer. Right. But the second they say, okay, I'm going to aim at that flag right there and I'm going to try to put a ball 20 feet from the, from the hole, then you've got some kind of measuring device and you're actually starting to improve because there's some criteria of improvement. Right. Mm-hmm. Before Jake weighs in, I'm going to filibuster just a little bit just to keep, <laughs> to keep him out. <laughs> Appreciate it. I, the caveat for me is that there are people who can do a really quick drawing in you know, um, in ink and th- that might be part of their vision. And, and some people can do really fresh, quick little studies and that might be what they're trying to work on. And so doing a quick, you know, 30 minute drawing for Inktober could be perfect and could really be helping them in an area that they're looking to improve in. So I'm not trying to say that it can't work for you to do something quick, but I would say, I see a lot of people, they'll start out and they'll do some really nice stuff. And then towards the end of the month, they're phoning it in and they're not, it, it, the quality's gone down. And, and it's understandable because you've got life and you've got, you're trying to fit this thing in. Um, it, and just for me personally, one of the reasons why I haven't done it is because I haven't had the time to devote. Like, I really want to do it, but I want to do something that's amazing. And I just haven't had time to do that. Um, but I do have an idea for next year. <laughs> I said this last year. I have an idea, and I, I really want to carve out time to do Inktober because I think it's a really cool thing. I also think it's a really good way to build your social media. Oh, that's so a great point. I think there's a lot of great things about it. Just most of them are terrible. Well, let me question you. We're not going to let Jake talk anymore. Um, let me question okay. you about the social media side of this because if you're doing mediocre work or you're trying to improve and maybe you're not so good at it do you want to be posting that stuff so potential clients can see your marginal efforts yeah yeah that that's a good question okay let me let me talk about these points one by one (laughs) he's been taking notes over there (laughs) number one for for the vast majority of people who participate in october in october uh it's it's amateurs and it's people who are um you know, hope maybe I don't know maybe hope to be professional someday, but for the most part, just like drawing and just like creating, and they want to get better. Okay, so if you if you scroll through the Inktober hashtag, what you're going to see is like I don't know every fiftieth post is like really professional and really nice, and everything in between is like anyone from uh, I don't know seventh grader who's like doing it to someone who's thirty five. And is a graphic designer and is like, yeah, I should get back into drawing again, you know. Um, and so for those people, I say to you, your drawing doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to exist. And just having a drawing exist and doing that daily is going to, A, help you build a habit of drawing and to the point where um, at the end of October, you're still going to probably want to draw probably want to pick up a pen probably want to keep doing it and that's a good thing to want to do um and b drawing is just one part of inktober the other part of it is the the imagination it's the thinking what are you going to draw what are you going to come up with um uh and and usually the cycle for inktober goes like this 
um, the first seven days, you're on a roll, you're doing good, you've got ideas, but after about seven, ten days, you've exhausted all your good ideas, and now you really have to reach deep and see what, um, you know, what you can pull out to make something good. And I think that's why some of the drawings kind of taper off at the end is they're not as imaginative, not as good. And that's just because some people aren't as good at using, uh, flexing those imagination muscles for 30 days straight. So the people that are successful and the people that do do well and don't taper off and don't quit Inktober, they're going out and they're filling their creative bank account and they're finding ideas and they're, they're putting those things into application as here's what I can draw, here's what I could do. Um, and so I think October helps on that level as well. All right. Now, if you're a professional and you've got, you know, 30,000 people or 50,000 people coming to your Instagram account and you're taking on October, then you probably want to, uh, not phone it in and, and do a really good job and take on, take on the challenge, take it seriously. Um, but I think if it's, if it's at a more of an amateur level or a beginning level, maybe even intermediate, it's okay if you got a few bad drawings in there. Uh, there's, there's, there's value in just doing it. Bloody, so that's what I have to say. About bloody, that. bloody nuance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hit me with another question. You two. <laughs> okay. Are, are you allowed to do it digitally? <laughs> oh, that's the big one. I was gonna, I was going to go right there too. Will. <laughs> I think I think Jake has like a little a sixth sense when somebody's doing something digital and he wakes up in the middle of the night. And be like, they better not post that. It's an eye twitch. <laughs> yeah, an eye twitch. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this, guys. Um, do you think the the gentleman who was using uh, was was inking a drawing with an actual turkey feather or whatever they used was upset? with the guy who came along with his metal nib inserted in a cork tip. I've, you know, I've the, always been an advocate of digital, so... Yeah. Absolutely. I do think Turkey Feather guy got upset. He slapped him with a glove, challenged him to a duel. <laughs> no, we all, you know what? I see, I see the, the, battle be, um, the battle on uh, medium, digital versus traditional, is, and I, I might get some hate for this, but I... I see it as as people wanting to feel good about the way they do something, so they try to put someone else down. And I, I just look at like art is art. Like it doesn't the tools don't matter. Like what it's what it's how you change the viewer emotionally with what you're creating. Right. I agree, but I also strongly disagree. Oh no. <laughs> Here's where I'm gonna advocate and say that that's BS. Oh wow. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I really don't care that much. I'm just trying to dig in to create controversy. <laughs> the problem that a lot of people have with digital, in my opinion, is that they don't know what happens traditionally with that same media. Yeah. And so the yeah. digital version never really lives up to what, it, to what it could be. Like, for example, when I'm doing watercolor in watercolor, it does all kinds of very, very specific things. When I transferred that process to digital, I made Photoshop do those things because I know they happen. And if I didn't do that, I couldn't mimic a watercolor process very well. Mm. And the same thing yeah. with ink. I think if anybody's going to do digital, digital, I would say my challenge to you is do half digital, maybe every other day or what one week digital and the next week traditional. Because understanding the, the 
the differences between them is going to be huge. Yeah. And where, where so one's better. Give everybody your social media uh, handles so that they can uh, let you know how they feel about that. <laughs> I, okay. So. Will Terry Art. <laughs> <laughs> I've put a lot of thought into this. Uh, last, last year, I was really blindsided about the digital versus inking uh, versus traditional thing. Um, I did not see that contention coming. I didn't, I didn't expect it at all. But, but basically what happened was this. Every year, okay, let me preface it with this. I am an artist who lives in a traditional digital world, and I create seamlessly between those two. Like, my process is digital to traditional, back to digital. Like, a single piece of drawing could, could go through um, four or five different phases where it's digital, it's done on the computer, then it's printed out, then it's inked, then it's scanned in, then it's colored, you know, then, you know... Uh, uh, there, there might be a pencil sketch at the beginning there that's scanned in and then digitally drawn over, stuff like that. So, so for me as an artist, like I could see the value of digital and I love it and I think it's the best thing to ever happen to art. Also, I could see the value of traditional and I think it's valuable and I think it's the best thing to ever happen. It's the reason <laughs> we have art, right? Okay, so, th- so there's that. Inktober, initially I created it because I wanted to get better at inking and and I thought it'd be cool to have an inking challenge that kind of simplified things down. You didn't have to worry about coloring a piece. You didn't have to worry about rendering out light and shadow. You just had to draw lines and 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 draw something with line work and maybe add shadow or, or like a dark black shadow, right? Things like that. So nice and simple. And what's cool is you can get that, you could do that same challenge while holding a stylus and running it on a screen, um, you could still draw with line. You could still ink with black. You know, you could still make something that looks like it's like it's like it's inked. Now, there's the effect of of the Control Z that can have on your piece. So, if you mess up a line, you can go back and fix it. And to that, I say, you know, digital is its own thing, and there's certain lines and line work that I just can't do digital that I can do traditional. And so it takes me four or five passes to get that same line where I could easily get it by putting a, a, an ink pen on paper. And so I see the value of doing the Inktober Challenge digitally because it is its own skill set that you have to learn. You have to get good at drawing line work on a, you know, on a Cintiq or on an iPad or, or something like that. And so going back to the, the controversy, um, every year... I would get this question, can I do digital? Can I do digital? Can I do digital? And for me, coming with my background where I don't care about digital, I don't think it's anything invalid, I would individually tell people, you know what, Um, I initially started this challenge as an eek thing, but if you want to do digital, go for it. You could do that. Um, But I think there is something, like if you're a digital artist who always does digital, I think there's some things to learn from stepping away from digital and going in and drawing um, traditional, and trying that out, and so, <clears throat> and so speaking specifically to artists who do digital all the time, and are maybe afraid to pick up a traditional medium, I made a post that said, um, you know, the spirit of Inktober is drawing traditionally. I think you learn more about um, 
drawing a piece by not having that control Z option, by having to kind of stand by the line that you put down. And, and if you make a line, there's, there is consequences. You know, if you mess it up, you do have to go in and either start over or alter the page somehow. Um, and so that specific message to individuals who are afraid to try traditional and are stuck in digital, it was sent to them. But I feel like that message was broadcasted to everybody as this is what everybody needs to do. And if you're drawing in digital, you know, you're not having a full experience, right? You're not having a, a, a true authentic experience, which wasn't what I was trying to say at all, right? And so I think that's where that controversy arose because all these digital artists came out and said, what are you talking about? Digital is just as valid. It's just as much of a, uh, uh, you know, a, a real experience of creating as anything traditionally and and then there's people with um actual physical issues that prevented them from you know drawing traditionally um you know there's people who have hand jitters and things like that and they use the smoothing um effects of digital that that can give them actually clean light work however i think you know the nice texture something could make with somebody who does have uh you know, not precise control of their pen might be a, a cool thing done traditionally as well. I don't know, maybe something worth trying out. But if someone wants clean line work and, and they have, you know, they don't have good um, control over their muscles through disabilities or whatever, then the digital helps them to do that. And so did I mean to invalidate those people? No. I mean, that's something that they they can do. But if they want to participate um, with, in October digitally, like, go for it. You could do that. And so... So that was last year. This year, moving into it and thinking about it and actually sitting down and trying to ink with the iPad and trying to ink more with my Cintiq on, in Photoshop, um, what I found was, yeah, there's actually a little bit different understanding and thinking as to how these digital tools work versus how traditional tools work. And I saw in myself, like, me getting better as an artist because I was inking digitally. And so... Um, and so I thought for this year, you know what, let's just be inclusive as far as digital inking is concerned. Now, that doesn't mean I want, you know, I think the challenge is about people going in and doing full rendered paintings digitally and calling it Inktober. Like, you know, I still think it's cool if it's about the line work, if it's about simplifying it and doing black and white or doing black and white plus, mm -hmm. you know, one other color. Or maybe, um, you know, if people are working traditionally, maybe adding... Um, uh, uh, ink washes or things like that, but but for the most part, um, I think I think if if you're an artist who works digitally and you want to get better traditionally, then try Inktober traditionally. Or if you're afraid of traditional, then try do do Inktober traditionally and see what that does for your art. If you're an artist that works traditionally and you're not very good at digital and you want to get better at digital, maybe use Inktober to get better at digital. And that's I think the the basis of what Inktober really is, and that's a challenge to help you improve as an artist and to spend 31 days being creative on a daily basis and making a piece in the amount of time that you can do it daily. And I just talked for like 10 minutes you did. straight. <laughs> and it was good. You had to get that out. Can I, let me just say this. If you're an artist, that means you're different. That means you're creative. Mm -hmm. That means you're not trying to be like everyone else. Don't worry what other people say Inktober should be. 
Don't even worry about what Jake says it should be. Like, it's for you. This is a challenge for you. No one owns Inktober, the hashtag, as far as, well, I guess Jake does. You own it, te- technically, Jake. <laughs> but nobody, nobody's out there saying, you know, no, there's, there's no Inktober police. No, there's no Inktober police. So the thing is, you're trying to be different. I think it's a good thing if everyone's telling you you're doing it wrong. I remember I was one of the only students in my class who, in my senior year, I elected to not do two of the assignments. And everybody in the class was like, what? You're not doing them? I'm like, no, I don't care about the grade. This is a stupid assignment. It's not going to fit in my portfolio. I'm going to try to go get work right after this semester ends. I need pieces that will reinforce the portfolio that I've already been making. And everyone's like, well, how are you? You're not allowed to not do an assignment. You know, it's like those are the those are the voices you want to hear because you know you're onto something good. Mm-hmm. Don't I, don't don't worry about it. Can I add a good a good little anecdote there? You guys know so when when Picasso and and George Brock started uh, doing the cubism and all that stuff, a cubism mm-hmm. group, of course, formed quickly after that, and they came up with the rules of what cubism is and what it can be, <laughs> and they kicked Picasso out of the cubism group. <laughs> But if you go to a museum so look now, what good that did him. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. None, of, none of those guys' work is in a, in a museum, but Picasso is in a museum. So I agree with what Will's saying there. Um, I would like to add one more thing, though, about mm-hmm. advocating for doing half and half or some version thereof, uh, and that's you don't want to be an if only artist. An if only artist is somebody who would draw something if only they had the right gear with them at the time. Mm-hmm. What I love about Inktober is. It can be as simple as a pen and some paper and that you can buy at a 7-Eleven. I mean, I love that. Yeah. And I, you don't need mm-hmm. power and you don't need all this technology and all these brush sets and all this dumb stuff. Um, it's really simple. And I, I run into that more and more lately as technology starts to you know, creep into almost every aspect of our life. They're like, oh, I would do a painting, but I don't have my custom brushes with me. Or I would right. pay, do that, but I don't have my right settings. You know, all that stuff. Right. Um, so don't be an if-only artist. You want to be able to grab anything that's around um, and and just draw and paint with it. I used to bring some crayons to a costumed figure drawing class that I used to teach. and I, I mean, just the kids' crayons, the Crayolas. And I would take off the paper and I would shave it down a little bit so I'd get a little bit better point. But then we'd start drawing with the crayons and realize, like, yeah, it's just kids you know, drawing stuff, but you can still make really beautiful drawings with them. You don't need all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is I got a um, uh, an email from a woman who's who's an author, and she said, "Listen, uh, it'd be cool if if uh, you let people know that they could participate in Inktober this way." And what she was doing was using the the prompts, the daily prompts that Inktober puts out um, to spark creativity, and she was using those prompts to write a short story every day. And she had this little. She has this author group who's all writing stories, and they're sharing their stories. And for that, mm-hmm. that's how they're celebrating Inktober. And for me, that's like, wow. you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're not doing. That's not the true meaning <laughs> of Inktober. You're not. You're not celebrating it right. You're not participating. No, that's cool. Like if 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 Inktober inspires an an author to write, then, you know, there's more cool things being put into the world, and 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 I and I like that. So. You know, maybe it's it's not that you're doing uh, an ink drawing every day, but maybe you're doing interpretive dance. Like, go for it. <laughs> dance Tober, right? Tober, dance Tober, right? <laughs> Joke Tober, right? Uh, I, but I guess 
counter argument to me is, and this is something that I dealt with too. It's like, well, if Inktober means you can do anything, then Inktober doesn't mean anything, right? Um, so I guess at some point there needs to be like parameters. No, and no rules. Now it'll no gr- it'll grow from that. I mean, have you guys heard? You guys have seen the like the ad, the local ads for goat yoga, right? Oh yeah. Or the goats crawl yeah. around on you like that. I can't think of anything so more far removed than actual yoga than that. So at some point, <laughs> everything evolves into whatever it's going to be. Um, I don't know if you can con- control it. Goat tober. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let it go and let it become, <laughs> and it will come back to you. Or should we actually be Inktober police? No. And we yell at people when they do it wrong. <laughs> well, you know, here's the here's the other thing is is um, you know there are contests. There's Inktober contests that different companies put out. Like right now, uh, Zebra, Adobe, uh, Pentel, Blick, and um, I believe. Um, King Art are all doing like Inktober contests. So if people participate, they can win stuff from them. Like Adobe's doing Creative Cloud and Zebra's like giving away a ton of pens and Blick is like $400 worth of art supplies. And so if you participate and you, you use your their hashtag and they pick you, you could win something. But, you know, you might want to look at what they're picking as winners. And it could be that they're looking specifically for ink drawings and not digital. Or it could be that they're looking, right. you know, uh, for something that includes just a dash of color instead of full color, you know, or something like that. So, um, so in that regard, if you want to be eligible for for winning some of these contests, then you probably should draw your drawings under in those constraints. Uh, and that's well, actually, you know, I do have notes for this. Uh, <laughs> notes for this. Uh, it's more interesting to go off the rails. Hey, can I add one thing before I forget? I will forget this thing. If you guys are going to enter contests, look at the rules of the contest and make sure they don't own your images if you win. There are some evil companies that will want all rights to your your images if you enter some certain kind of contest. I'm not saying the ones Jake just said are like that, but just be sure Mm -hmm. to read the rules. Don't sign up for any contest where the company owns the work. I think Jake's is like that. Isn't Inktober like that? Don't you... Jake Are you owns keeping all. all the rights to oh, all these yeah. images. I <laughs> own two million Inktober drawings. <laughs> no. uh, you should talk about why. I mean, unless it derails too far, but like I asked you the other day, the origin when you started Inktober, like, mm-hmm. and like the years after, how it kind of waned a little bit. Mm, I'll get into that, but I want to address Lee's okay. thing about contests. So, Pentel actually um, did a contest, and in the rules, it said that. They own your artwork. In the wording wasn't exactly that, but the wording was said in a way that yes, they could use their artwork for anything that they needed to use it for. And a lot of people complained about that. And so I went to Pentel and I said, "Hey, what's going on with this? I don't, I don't quite think this is a good deal for artists. Um, what does this actually mean?" And their lawyer looked at it. Our lawyer looked at it, and. Basically, what it was was that is specific wording that, or I guess legalese that is in almost every contest that's on, on that's online, in order to protect the company from reposting the artwork on their Instagram account or on their Facebook account. Um, so, 
it's not that they're going to take your artwork and use it to advertise their pens. It's that they need to have that wording in there so that when they repost your art and say, look who won and look at this person's account and check out the rest of their work, they're not legal. They're, they're not, um, you can't sue them for doing that. You know, they should, they should say it that way. Then they should just say, yeah. So, well, so they went back and reworded it. Oh, okay, cool clear about that yeah. but that was something that i didn't know because lawyers I read, I lawyers like, always want to leave it open-ended so they can own the world and they don't even when they don't need that it's like well we might conceive of something in the future that we want so we'll just leave it uh, ambiguous and well, all in def- encompassing in defense of lawyers it's not i mean there's some lawyers that leave it open-ended so they can own the world but there's also i mean lawyers will word everything so everybody's protected that they're representing to right. the best that they can protect. Exactly. Them, I mean, they're they're a pit bull, and they're gonna they're gonna protect the the person that hired them at the expense of everyone they're a else. Saint Bernard, well, not a pit bull. I hate lawyers, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe I'm like defending lawyers. Actually, I know wow. a few personally, and they're nice nice people. Personally, <laughs> Jake Jake is owned by the company now. Everybody yeah. knows it. <laughs> yeah, you're done, Jake. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, moving on. So just uh, find, watch on out for track. it, though, because those people are sneaky, and I and I just have advocated, you know, really be careful about your rights when you're entering contests. Make sure that it does. They can't use it. That's typically a lot of contests will do it. Have the contest, and they're not even not even aware that they really have written it in a way where they uh, own it and all that stuff. So they may not even be, um, you know, so aggressive that they're trying to do that. But then they write mm-hmm. like the lawyers get a hold of it and they change it. And so just right. be careful. Yeah, I think too though, like. Also, if if entering this contest is worth it to you, like the Pentel one was that you could, they would, basically you'd take over their their account, their Instagram account, and you could post your artwork on their account, which has 80,000 followers. So if you're someone who has 500 followers, all of a sudden having access to 80,000 followers is like huge for bringing people to your to your account. Like I would have loved to have done that. And if the contest rules said, hey, by the way, we, we own your artwork in, in exchange for this exposure, then I would just create artwork that would, you know, that I would just know, okay, uh, this, I'm trading this artwork for this exposure, right? And that's, that's the deal I'm willing to make to, make, to have 80,000 eyeballs on my work. And I can go make other artwork that I own outright on my own account. That's the other thing too, though. The same wording is in... Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, right. You know, when you click, I agree to these terms and conditions. That wording there is the same. It says that they own everything you post on there, and they can use it for whatever they want to use it. So, you know, unless you're an artist that just wants to post your artwork on the street walls and not ever post it on online, you know that that's one way to approach it. But there are some, I guess risks and and things that you have to just deal with as being an online artist as well um okay we'll wrap it up with what will was talking about and that is what was you what were you asking Uh, it's been too long (laughs) 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 will's over there checking email (laughs) no i was actually looking at inktober I was looking on Instagram in Inktober. Like the the stuff is amazing. There's some good ones. I'm so impressed. It's I think me Will, all Will kinds was of asking ideas. what I had done over the years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Inktober. The history, 
the history. Like yeah. you were, you, I asked you, um, you know, when you first started, did you, did you think it would ever become anything? Oh my gosh, no. When I first started Inktober, if you would have told me, um, hey, Jake, in 10 years, uh, hundreds of thousands of people would be participating. There'd be a million Inktober posts in the first four days of the challenge in 2018. Um, there would be an Inktober party in Manhattan that you would be invited to and flown out to, you know, um, like, you, you, I, there's no way I would have ever have expected that. The reason I, I started Inktober was twofold. And it's it's the reason I still do Inktober today. And I think it's the reason that people um, are so, like, enamored by this challenge, why there's so many people who do it. And that is, number one, I started to get better as an artist. I wanted to improve. And I knew that improvement would come with, A, under constraints, working under certain constraints. So the constraint I gave myself was inking, that I would only draw in ink, and B, accountability. I was, by announcing that I was doing this contest, or not this contest, that I was doing this challenge, I knew that I would be accountable to the people I announced that to. And I announced it on my blog, and uh, and I said, I'm going to do this for 31 days. And I didn't want to be a person who said, I try really hard, even though I fail at this a lot, but I try to be a person that does what I said I was going to do. And so in October, I said, 31 days, I'm doing 31 ink drawings. And I knew that in order for me to actually do this challenge, I had to tell people I was going to do that. So those two things are what helped me get better as an artist. The second part of that is I wanted a way to get more exposure as an artist, and I wanted reason a reason for people to come to my art blog. Back then, it wasn't social media. It was just all the artists were doing art blocks, right? And so I figured if if I posted a thing every single day, it would be a way for people to have a reason to come back to my website and also maybe build a habit in them to want to see what I'm producing. And so from the beginning, October was those two things. It was get better at art and get more people to follow my work. And that's how it's been every year since then is I've gotten better as an artist because of Inktober, and I've also gotten way more people to look at my work. And the people that I talk to who have done Inktober, who have come up in person at conventions or have emailed me, and I I appreciate everyone who said this, but they've said, Jake, Inktober really changed my life. Um, Before Inktober, I wasn't really doing anything creative for myself, or I wasn't good at drawing or I didn't have the habit of drawing. And now since October, I've drawn every single day and I draw now and I'm creative now and I'm thinking creative. And people have told me too, like, oh my gosh, because I did October, I got a thousand new followers, you know, uh, or a hundred new people are following me um, because I just did this challenge and I posted every day. And so I, I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what I love about it? It, that goes along with that is that it's I think it's become so popular now that it gives people kind of a line in the sand, kind of like New Year's does, where mm-hmm. people have the worst lives ever. And then but New Year's is coming and they say, all right, I'm going to clean up my diet. I'm going to get rid of all this bad stuff. I'm going to exercise. And, you know, some people do it and they, and they they discontinue it. But some people really stick to it and it, and it changes their lives. You know, these these uh, 
New Year's kind of resolutions. And I think Inktober's mm-hmm. kind of become that where summer's been here and maybe you've been in a little bit of a lull or you've been traveling or whatever comes with summer. And you're like, all right, I got to get back into it. And now they're like, okay, that's going to be the day. And they kind of start to line up the gear. You know, I, I was even mm. up to like two weeks before Inktober this year, I was seeing people getting their stuff ready and, and starting to grab reference and starting to get, you know, subject matter and materials ready. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool because it just becomes a day where they say, like you said, I'm going to do it and here's when it's going to happen. And, um, you know, it's kind of a line in the sand, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. If you guys are cool with that. That's it. Uh, a little short. It's <laughs> <laughs> an hour long. You know, the cool was, was that I, an hour? Yeah. It's because we're having fun. The cool <laughs> thing about doing a podcast is we would have this discussion anyway. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, and there's been a lot of discussions we've had that I've thought, man, I wish my students could hear this. Yeah, I wish the mic was Sometimes recording Sometimes we're a little more brutally honest when the mic isn't running. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was mentioning that, that exact point to, to, to you guys the other day. It's like, I don't, I hope people like hearing us kind of talk about this stuff because I forget that we're recording while we're doing it. And it just, I hope you guys like it because <laughs> we're just kind of chatting. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, I'll wrap. I'll wrap it up. Um, okay, you've been listening to Three Point Perspective, and we appreciate you guys joining us. Um, uh, we just love that people actually listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's it's incredible. <laughs> um, so, as we said earlier, Three Point Perspective is made possible by svslearn.com, where becoming a great illustrator starts. And uh, please check it out. You could sign up for a free trial right now. I think maybe not. I don't know. Go check. It's go not, check it out. It will be available soon. Oh, it it's will on be a pilot soon. program right now, but the, oh, okay. the free trial is coming. All right. Sounds good. And your hosts today have been Will Terry. You can find his artwork at on Instagram at Will Terry Art. And his website is willterry.com. We have Lee White. And you can find his work on Instagram at Lee White Illustration. And his website is leewhiteillustration.com. And you can find me, I'm Jake Parker, at Jake Parker on Instagram and um, MrJakeParker.com. And also check out October. If you don't know anything about it, well, you should know plenty about it after this. But if you want to find out more, go to Inktober.com and you can follow Inktober at Inktober on Instagram. All right. Um, if you like this episode, please share it around. Send somebody a link to this. Um, We post this episode on iTunes, on uh, Spotify. Um, If you have an Android, just search for it on your Android, whatever podcast app that you use. Search for Three Point Perspective and you can download it there. Um, I guess if you're listening to it, you've already done that, but whatever. (laughs) 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 It's already, uh, it's it's posted on our website as well on svslearn.com. And then um, if you want to join in on this particular discussion, log on to the svslearn.com forum. Forum's absolutely free, and we've posted this episode in its own thread. Um, Tanner Garlic's been handling that for us. He's our assistant here at SVS, so we appreciate him for that. And uh, he also does our show notes usually. So um, special thanks to Tanner for that. You can find his work at tannergarlicart.com. Yeah, something like that. Okay. <laughs> just, just just do a Google search for Tanner Garlic. 
It's spelled like the um, like the food, except there's a K at the end of it. Okay, whatever. So yeah, the forum. We've got a discussion going on over there. You can chime in and let us know your thoughts on that. And I think that's it. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time.